everybody and welcome back to You Can't Win. This is Tom here and I'm joined by Don as usual. Today we're going to be catching up with our third mic, Agile Tablet, also my significant other. And I haven't talked to her since the last time that we had her on the pod, so it'll be really interesting to see what's been going on in her life. It's always a pleasure. How, how are you doing, Tabs? I'm okay. I'm Right now we just finished our iftar dinner today, so my belly delicious. is full and I'm happy. Thank you. Yeah, I made a Persian chicken and plum stew. And we had that with some fresh bread that we just went out today and got and some nice olives and a big salad. So, yeah, it was a nice meal. My uh, my, my belly's happy. <laughs> yeah, we've been That's doing cool. pretty good with the iftars this year, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't, you know, done anything extravagant, but um, it's been nice. And you've made uh, one or two, haven't you? I think I've made more than that. A few. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Please forgive my faulty memory. <laughs> um, I mean, you've definitely been doing the, the you know, the majority of it. But yeah, I, I think I've been chipping in a little bit. Yeah. It's been good. But speaking of, of Ramadan, aren't we close to the last third at this point? Yeah, I think we're like in the 18th or 19th day, something like that at this wow. point. And it's 30 days total. So. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of uh, gone by quickly. It Yeah, it has. And I don't know, we're so preoccupied with other stuff. I feel guilty. It feels like you're not even, you know, using yeah. it properly. But we just have other stuff going on. So it mm-hmm. uh, hasn't really felt that strongly of like, oh, it's Ramadan this year. You know, like it's just... Yeah. just goes okay okay well yep got to do the fasting all right yep got to okay listening to a cool talk all right all right reading some quran okay okay but really i like we're just focused on like moving basically <laughs> yeah yeah well so i mean that might be good in a certain way it's like uh, you're so conformed to god that you've got perfect attention <laughs> to your religion or something you're just like <laughs> you're like oh yes i just do the fasting as i'm supposed to and or whatever and then then, uh, it's like you know the most religious people don't realize they're religious or something like that oh yeah yeah, that's that's how that goes (laughs) i mean i don't know i I think every ramadan is different for those kinds of reasons sometimes you can commit a lot of your attention to it sometimes less so and they're all supposed to be the way they are you know what i mean like they Mm. all kind of have they're they're all their own unique experience and kind of learn something from it regardless, you know? Yeah, hopefully, right? You'd want that to be true of everything in life, you know? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> as long as I can learn sure. a little something here, you know, maybe it'll be worth it. Yeah, because, like, even if it's just, like, almost just, like, a chore to get through and you're not really, like, fully focused on spiritual development or something like that, like, I think that in itself is sort of a, a means of developing, you know? Just Mm -hmm. to know that you kind of sometimes just have to put in the work, you know, whether or not you're having like a transcendent experience. (laughs) Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I think that's that's true. true. But we'll see. The last third tends to be the, uh, I don't know, usually that's when things kind of pick up. It's like the first week you're just kind of getting the ball rolling. You're getting used to the fasting and probably, you know, if you haven't been completely on, on all your your practice and everything like you're kind of getting back in the swing of that 
and then the middle rolls around and it, you kind of hit a slump usually and then the third the last third is kind of like all right push it through for the home stretch kind of a thing sure it's the most powerful the yeah most powerful. cutter yeah <laughs> <laughs> yep. um when do you get your second shots um that's a uh, actually um eid <laughs> yeah oh it yeah coincides exactly yeah. With eid. Oh, okay <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So you won't be I mean you won't be like fully juiced up before like <laughs> uh you know you won't be able to, I guess are you like were you planning on going to some sort of uh, like a uh, like celebration or something like that or Oh, you know oh. us. We we're, we're yeah. always out and about. Well, I don't know. Town Maybe. With... No, I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. <laughs> I don't think they're even doing much of Yeah, of you said that, like that but I didn't know if uh, because the caseloads seem to be dropping pretty rapidly. I'm not sure. Um yeah. It would be yeah. nice, but it's not even something I had considered. I'm I'm really sure. all focused on like the stuff that we need to get done. Yeah. Um I I'm I'm not going to calm down until afterwards. So that's sure. my that's my carrot on the stick. I'm just yeah. like you know, the serenity that that comes with <laughs> having finished yeah. the whole process. Yeah, I hadn't mentioned this to you Tabs, but there I was looking around at the place we're moving to and there is a mosque somewhat nearby. That's it's good. It's not it's not super close, but it's not, you know, it, it's doable for like Fridays and stuff like that. I don't know if it's like oh, close enough to well, go. Well, that's good. Like all the time. I hope it's not uh, like a, you know, is it is it is it kind of like the one that we uh, like a terrorist mosque? No, <laughs> <laughs> no. I just because some mosques are more um, for a specific community, like a diaspora community, like like the Deobandi Mosque that is like just those that group of people rather than right. like you know come one come all so i was just curious about that i didn't have a, a good sense of it um they were using the salafi style uh spelling transliteration yeah, yeah like the <laughs> oo for where you would usually see a u and yeah. that kind of stuff so that doesn't necessarily mean anything really but it sometimes can kind of you know, it, it could be a Salafi thing. Although I, th I think that that stuff is not as prevalent as it used to be anymore. Yeah. It seemed mm -hmm. to be heavily Somali. Oh, cool. Or at least um, African. East uh, African. I'm assuming Somali. Yeah. And uh, like the the imam there seemed to be, seemed to be like from that background. And a lot, there was a lot of kids in pictures and stuff from that oh, background. Oh, that's cool. It seemed like. So Aren't... I don't know if that's just like the community in that area is like that or, okay. or what. Okay. I, forgive my ignorance about this, but aren't um, East Africans usually Shafi? That's right. Okay. Yes. All right. Just curious. Yeah. Um, which shouldn't be a big deal. Yeah, so, probably not. Uh, did you, like, ha what's your status for on the new apartment, like, for the paperwork and stuff? Like, what's the current? Like, have you uh, signed it yet, or? No, we, we haven't signed it. We, we got this, like, um auto-generated email that was like you're getting this because this means the lease is in the landlord's hands now so like the leasing company did their part and now the landlord has it and i was expecting her to get it to us pretty quickly but it's been a couple days so we'll see sure. um and uh yeah, so then she looks it over and signs it, and then it comes to me, and then oh, and then once I do that, then Tom gets another generated email and it pops over to him. So yeah, and at that I just point, nominally we'll... accept the terms that have been granted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so 
I'm hoping everything goes smoothly with that because we did tell our we gave our current landlord the, you know, like putting in your two weeks notice kind of thing. Sure. And so yeah, I, yeah, because yeah. we're month to month, so we had to do it by the end of the month, and we were hoping to have it signed and just like be completely assured that we have a place where you know we're not going to have the rug pulled out from under us. But it seems about as close as can be without actually having signed it. So yeah. sure, you know. I I think we got it. Yeah, I and they, I agree. Yeah. I just don't like to uh, you know count my chickens before they're hatched type thing. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So this would be June first. That's right. Yeah, okay. moving in June first. Yeah, so we still, you know, that's probably why she's taking a while. She's got like a month, so she may not feel very rushed, urgent to do it. You know, yeah, like she may feel like it's not a big deal. And yeah. We we met time. her actually when we were seeing the place because yeah we... I, I told the story on the oh you already did okay <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 she seems like quite the character so um, I'm already planning I'm going to make a pear crisp for when we move in and try to get in her good graces with my sure I'm not I'm not a good baker but I feel like making a crisp is pretty easy so <laughs> okay that's that's my plot sure you're not a bad baker you're not like a some expert you know or no, anything, but you no. make nice stuff well thank you mm -hmm. i usually yeah. get too stressed out baking and it's not worth it because i'm like yelling at the bowls and the spoons <laughs> in the kitchen yeah <laughs> tom was laughing because he knows <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's um, yeah not great but yeah, yeah. Yeah, the landlord seems like the kind of person that appreciates gifts. She like was very quick to tell us how the previous tenant had gifted her like a rug because yeah. he's from Saudi Arabia. So mm -hmm. like, okay, well, I, I see. I can't I'm give you a rug. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's cool. No oil money for us, but sure. <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, so that's that's in the works and. Uh, um, I have to get all the all the preparations lined up and everything. I have to ship packages out to people. I've got to reserve my boxes and stuff like that. So, mm -hmm. yeah, we're doing the thing where there's there's there are companies that um, instead of like having to buy a bunch of cardboard boxes or scrounge them from stores that are getting rid of them, um, you can just rent these like durable reusable plastic boxes. Um, mm -hmm. and, and, uh, and then return them. So that's, that's what I'm trying to do. So. Um, that's cool. Tom said yeah. that he's not as worried about his stuff. You just, he's going to kind of pile it, pile it into a garbage bag, I guess, before you guys leave him. <laughs> he has like two things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everything in this place is, is, is mine slash ours. Yeah. Sure. All the... Yeah, I know. It's I, it's I have not everything fair. in uh in my bug out bag, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ready to go when the glowies descend on me. Sure. What's that quote it's... from Heat? Whatever. Like uh, a <laughs> yeah, never exactly. be able to you know never get yourself in a position where you can't walk out the door in ninety seconds or whatever it is or something. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Patrice O'Neill used to say like that's how you should live your life, and I yeah think it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> okay. Well. Does it? Yeah. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> like use that. I, yeah. I I like having a home where sure. things that belong in a home are there. You know. Yeah, yeah. and it must be nice. But the world's out there. Out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Using heat quotes in your, in your house. 
<laughs> and taking yeah. a life life guidance from Patrice O'Neill. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think Patrice talked about that in terms of like relationship. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Relationship without, you know, being able to get out in 30 seconds. But that's not us. We are the human team. We are. <laughs> okay. <Aww. okay>. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I realize that, yeah. So Monday, uh, when this comes out, is my birthday. So it's my birthday month. Hey. But, uh, yeah. Feliz cumpleaños. So. Yeah, so uh, I'm already planning like what my like we always get like a family meal, whatever kind of thing. So I'm already like uh-huh. doing deep research into what I want to get <laughs> and stuff. So, what are you thinking? Um, there's an Indian place in town that I've never tried. Um, partly because we live in like the extreme sort of suburbs, rural area kind of thing, right? And uh, so I just assumed that. I don't know. I like I. I never reached a certain point where I wanted to risk it and get it like just myself because my parents wouldn't eat it kind of thing. So, oh um, yeah. And uh, so it was kind of like, and then you know, once the pandemic hit, it's kind of like you know we're not going to go drive out to just an pick Indian up restaurant of all things. <laughs> no, no, but I'm not going to get like thirty dollars worth of Indian food or something like that for myself, and then you know like and then just be like uh, can we sit outside for half an hour while they make it or something so but but <laughs> if it's my birthday so it's different so it's a special day yeah. right so, yeah cool cool yeah. do you usually uh I, like for me i i really don't like doing big things for my birthday i've always hated the attention of it and uh yeah it's a, it's it feels like a weird pressure yeah you know, it does. like it's yeah. like i'm doing something for everybody else or something sure. like that you're kind of the same way. Um, I was like that for most of my life. I, this is this is a bit different because I'm turning forty, so it's like, it's like a milestone year, I guess, to some yeah. extent. So, but uh, I don't know. It's uh, it's fine. I don't know. Yeah. So I was trying to think of like stuff I might be able to like get myself or something that would be special or something. You know, yeah. like just. But I couldn't really like think of anything that I wanted. I was just kind of like, oh, I don't know. I thought for a bit, I was like, maybe I get like a nice watch or something, like a smart watch or something. And then I was like, I don't really care. I don't know. It's like, yeah, it's like, uh, I feel like I'm pretty lucky in terms of getting most of the stuff that I want for myself anyways. Like I just upgraded my computer this year and, you know, oh, nice. stuff like that. So, yeah. So it's like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'll figure something out. I don't know. I did buy some books about like extreme left french anarchist kind of stuff for myself <laughs> after we did a episode last week on the paris commune so um i don't know i, I i'm gonna count that towards the gift pile towards the birthday so, yeah thing yeah so is that why the patreon checks are so low as well? <laughs> yeah yeah no I'm buying all these commie books <laughs> i was looking at um like there's this channel on youtube i like uh with this imam shabir ali and this month like for ramadan you know he's been doing a a video every day of a different book that he it's called like life-changing books so they're all supposed to be books that have changed his life and he's uh done a number of them on jesus and christianity and i've I've talked about this in the discord if you're in the discord you probably have seen me talk about this but uh, some of those books look pretty interesting i was thinking they might make for good episodes at some point Oh, that's cool. Wait, what, like, what do you remember? What the titles were, or anything like that? Or? Um, there's one. I mean, he did he did one that was just like a Bible that he recommended. Um, there was one that was like Jesus the evidence, and one which was like 
the evidence for Jesus. So they're kind of like <laughs> the yeah. first. Well, the first one is like the historical Jesus. So what can we say about Jesus from outside of like a theological perspective? This is a, a Catholic who wrote it, but he's looking just at like a you know like, almost like a secular historical kind of perspective. Like what can we say based on the evidence? Yeah, and uh, the other book is more of a defense of of like christian creed um so like whereas that first book may kind of bring some things into question the other book is like well this is how we would respond to these arguments and stuff so i thought that might make a interesting reading yeah and then um there was one recommended today which was called q the q something the the final testament or something like that. It, it was it's uh apparently like um there's a source that some of the gospels, you know how there's like Mark, you yeah. know, Luke. And, so there's a source that scholars have determined that, that they have used. We don't have access to that source, but it, it, it seems apparent that they have, there's some source that they've based their gospels on in addition to, uh, what is it, Mark is the, or Matthew? Is like the uh, Mark, I think, one. is the one that they think is the earliest written. Okay, in, in Mark, this yeah. thing, yeah, the it, it's uh, the Q theory, yeah. So it's like right, yeah, yeah. I know so, what you yeah. mean. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I thought that was funny. It's called Q. I was yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. This goes way, way deeper yeah. than I thought. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's a uh, yeah, yeah. I, I've heard about that kind of stuff too. That I mean that that is kind of interesting, but. Uh, I have a lot of books that are like I have to just get through kind of thing that are sort of similar to this kind of stuff too. Like it's like, a, um, uh, not not that specifically, but like you know just different like basic theology stuff that I think are interesting. Um, that uh, you know I I feel like we could do episodes on eventually that are you know just uh sort of in that vein of you know, like an overview of a subject that I'm not familiar with yet or something. So, yeah. Yeah. I'd love to kind of learn a little bit about Christian theology with you. That'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll look forward um, to that in the future, but yeah. And there was another book he did, which was like, uh, Islamic views of Jesus or something along those lines. I forget the title of it, mm -hmm. but th that one seemed very interesting to mm -hmm. kind of look at. Yeah. So cool. Maybe I'll get back into reading. I've been kind of off the reading train for a little bit, but yeah. Those kind of sparked my interest. Yeah, I find it hard to just, I don't know. I've been reading a lot of like just short articles and stuff or like I look up a lot of things, you know, like just topics that I'm interested in or something to try to read about. But like I haven't really, uh, you know, been able to sit down and just finish a bunch of books or something like that. Like for some reason, I, I don't know, I just find it hard to focus. And uh, um, so I was looking at my Goodreads and I have like two books finished this year. <laughs> like uh my goal of 15, two more than so, me yeah so um i don't know and i've also started buying more uh like physical copies of books when i promised myself i would only get ebooks so we'll see <laughs> but like uh, yeah i don't think i'm ever going to transition to purely like ebooks yeah I, I just like the physical book i do experience too. too much yeah i do too i i i feel like uh I'm fine for it for some types of books. Like if they're, if number one, if it's like a type of book, I know I'm never going to read again, probably like yeah. an right. intro to, uh, 
you know, some this or that, or if it's like a novel I haven't read yet and I want to try it. That's, that's one thing I'm trying to get into is uh, reading more novels. And I feel like if I get those on ebook, that's better just because, you know, I'll just, I'll just, uh, you know, read them once. And then if I really like it, maybe I'd get it, but I don't need to worry about, you know, um, yeah. but like if it's like nonfiction and something that uh, like seems important to me in some way, I, I find it very hard to want to read like just an ebook like if it's like if it's like something about theology or something like that i feel strange reading it ebooks i have last year i read a few of them but like yeah just i don't know i get into like a mood where it's like i don't know it's like the same feeling of like putting your hand into dirty dishwasher water or something like that <laughs> it's like i get this feeling of like reading something or like an ebook or something or watching like something that's annoying me on tv or something i get like this is gross so, you know. That's funny. I think the types of books that I like to read on ebook are exactly the reverse. Okay. Like, I, I like to have novels and books that are, I don't know, like there's some Islamic books that I'm happy that I have like actual physical copies of. And I think it's things that I would like, it, obviously things that I'm going to read more than once, like kind of fit the bill, but it's not necessarily just that. It's almost like I just like having them in the room or in the house yeah, like yeah. it just sort of I know what you mean. feels good or something mm -hmm. yeah um but then like when i was reading a bunch of like conspiracy or uh like parapolitical kind of stuff like about like CIA, cia drug running or whatever that kind of stuff that like i don't i don't really even want those books in my house <laughs> like I, i'm interested in like the the information and, and i will kind of like skim through it relatively quickly not necessarily like just trying to absorb every little detail and that's the kind of thing where i think ebooks kind of work better for me where it's just like i kind of flip through it i get the idea i, I find some things that are interesting and maybe like kind of take note of that and then move on you know mm -hmm. that makes sense i i think generally anything that you want to come back to again and again as a reference and anything that you want to annotate that yeah. you just have to have a physical copy for that it just doesn't work the other way but if you have something where i like I, I, kind of the inverse of what you got what you were talking about donald where like you know if you're not sure you actually want a novel you can like try it out as an ebook first i've also done the other thing where like something that i've already read if i just kind of like feel like dipping my toe in again and i don't have the book on hand then i'll just like I don't have to go out and get another copy. I can just like read a, a few chapters, <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. um, like mm -hmm. as a PDF or something like that. And I'll be like, oh sure. yeah, okay, cool. That's fine too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, I mean, I've said this before, but I've got like just these, all these boxes in our basement, like of just uh, old books that I had mm -hmm. uh, from school and stuff, like in mm -hmm. other, you know, and uh, from like the last, you know, like 20 years or so. And uh I, you know, my goal is to get rid of almost all of them kind of thing eventually, yeah. you know, like just, I don't need like, I don't know, like a economics book from 1996 that's like <laughs> talking about globalization or something. I don't know, stuff like that. Like just, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Especially once, you know, we transition to communism, that's all going to be irrelevant. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm just thinking about how I like to have books around, even if I'm not like referencing them very often. I think mm -hmm. it's like books that I like to reflect on. Yeah. Like things that have kind of like made me think about stuff that I continue to think about. Even if I don't open the book, it's almost like a reminder 
Yeah. And somehow it just being around kind of facilitates this stuff. I don't know. Yeah. I would like that too. And uh, also like I, I just will look over and see a book and then, yeah, like uh, I'll start thinking about that topic again. Yeah. That's one thing right. I go, I go in like broad spirals with this kind of stuff where I, for a few months, I'll get really interested in maybe like basic finance stuff. And then maybe for a few months, like theology and a few months, like communist kind of stuff or whatever. And then like, you know, just back and forth with all these different things. And I feel mm-hmm. like that used to make me really anxious about the, thinking about that. Cause I'd be like, oh man, I'm just jumping between all these topics kind of thing and not really ever becoming an expert in any of them. But like, uh, I don't know, it, it, it feels fine now. Like it feels like, okay, well that's just what I do and that's fine. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the same way, I think. It seems like a natural way to learn things. You just kind of follow where your interest is, you know? Yeah. 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 Well, it's also, I mean, I just have a really bad memory, too. So I always have to, like, remind myself that I'm interested in this or that. Like, I'm kind of like, oh, yeah, I was going to, I have to, like, make these long lists of books that I might want to read one day and stuff just because, I don't know, I always forget. I have, like, yeah, just... Like dozens and dozens of bookmarks now of like articles by people that I know that I want to read and stuff. It's not even like, not even just random stuff. It's like people that are like, I put my heart and soul into this article and I hope that you can read it one day or something like that kind of thing. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't know. I just, I have to <laughs> get to it or something. So, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I find it so much easier just to end up like killing time kind of thing like talking to people about random nonsense than like yeah. sitting down and being like i'm gonna spend eight hours today reading about this or something yeah yeah, so, yeah. I, I i have some weird like hang-ups with that like habit-based hang-ups like where i have to catch up on certain chats and stuff like that and sure. i feel like a um i i don't want to say a compulsion because i don't really i don't think it's that level of neurotic but um yeah. There's something well, I would going say on there. Screaming and throwing lamps at me when I say like maybe you can stop reading the chats. It's going on three hours now. I don't well, know. maybe I don't want to. So <laughs> yeah. think about that. Um, but yeah, I just sometimes I wonder like, is it? Do I only have the habit as an excuse so that I'm not like getting to stuff that I like tell myself that I want to do like you know I just wonder if it's do I legitimately want to do this or am I giving myself busy work because I am avoiding doing something else (laughs) sure yeah 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 I get that yeah um yeah I don't know I I uh I do that sort of neurotic thing probably like all the way of like just just refreshing stuff trying to find out stuff but Mm -hmm. I also I find it strange that like if, if I, like, put down my phone or something like that, I don't think about what's going on on the phone or something. Like, I don't. Oh, really? I, I, yeah, that's that's kind of a strange thing where it's, like, uh, I, like, when I, when I like, say, put down my phone and then, like, a few hours later maybe check my notifications, I feel like most of the time I've completely forgotten that I had posted stuff. So that <laughs> yeah. people will be, like, angry about me about something and I'll be, like, I don't even remember posting that or something like that. I don't know. I just... Very strange memory that way of like, uh, I can't remember what I was supposed to be. Like, maybe I'll be, I have been really angry about some post someone made or something like that, you know, like just all silly online stuff. And then like, uh, I put down my phone and then I pick it back up and I'm like, oh man, I remember when that bothered me or something. I don't know. Like, <laughs> so. Yeah, I kind of know what yeah. you mean. Which I think sometimes, is good. Yeah. 
Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I was just going to say I think it's good that I can do that. Yeah. But but yeah. the problem is that the interval between those things is pretty small. Like it's like, you know, it's not like I'm not checking the chats for two days or something. It's like I'm just right. doing it for like three or four hours or five hours or something. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Sometimes it's I I don't I don't get this sense from you, Donald. But sometimes for me, it's more about just like getting a thought out there like yeah yeah like like yesterday and today i've been pretty much offline but in two cases i messaged someone with like a question that i was like oh this is an urgent question that i have to ask them and then i just like dropped my phone for like six hours and then yeah. i go and then i when i picked it back up to look at some other notification i was like oh yeah i did care about that earlier today sure. so i yeah i don't know why <laughs> why sometimes it's just like uh I don't know, self-imposed urgency. I don't know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I've been noticing that with, uh, with crypto markets. Mm -hmm. if I, it depends on like what, like when you're watching the, the thing, you can like change the, the little candles, you know, the little ticker marks to be like one minute, five minute, 15 minute, one hour, four hour, daily, weekly, et cetera. And if I, if I'm just watching it kind of go up and down on the minute, I'll like start to get really like, I don't know. It, it affects me more emotionally. I'll start to feel more panic and stuff. And then oh. I'm like, okay, gotta, gotta change this to a more long-term thing. And, uh, it, it also just makes more sense to do that. Right. Like the, the moves are going to be greater over longer, like spans of time. And you want to like get in low at, at, a, at the actual lows, not like the, Oh, it's low this minute. Okay. Time to buy. Okay. Now it's up high. Okay. Time, time to sell. Like yeah. you don't want to be doing that. Mm -hmm. um so i don't know I, i've just been noticing th that like just kind of getting into this stuff is uh, it's interesting how it like affects your emotions and i'm kind of like realizing what people mean like a lot of these trader guys they talk about like how it's all about managing your emotions and it sounds like success win kind of bs but it seems like it actually like there is some element of truth to that like you kind of do have to like be careful and and like uh very like um distanced from it you don't want to be making emotional moves and stuff i believe money, it so. yeah that doesn't sound yeah. like bs to me mm -hmm. yeah yeah kane said that uh, i guess like famously that it seems like the stock markets are moved around by animal spirits kind of thing like they, just, <laughs> right. they kind of just go wild all over the place and uh, um it's hard to track them and it ends up being kind of like uh you know trying to prognosticate about them or end up being kind of very difficult but uh, i mean he made a lot of money stock trading himself so it's not like mm. he didn't he didn't think it was impossible but yeah so uh um so yeah how, how's that been going tom for the this line go up huh? yeah it's <laughs> it's been going well there was like this big like correction which is like it dropped about 20 25 or so last week or something along those lines and that seemed to catch everyone off guard. It definitely caught me off guard. Although uh, some of the people in our Discord that are kind of into this stuff were kind of waiting for it, it seems. So, like, I should pay more attention to what they're saying. But um, that would have been a good time to, like, cash out and then, like, buy back in at the bottom. But, you know, you live and learn. Um, I'm, I pretty much have recovered entirely from that at this point. So, mm -hmm. you know, I put in my stimmy check and I'm, now I'm at two stimmy checks. So... That, that feels pretty good. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm kind of like, I think I'm up like 25% or something like that. It's like a, yeah, 
feels good. I feel like it's going up still. Like I, I, I'm, I've learned a lot in the past couple months, and uh, I, th- I think I have some some good little bags that are ready to to pop off in the coming month. April was supposed to be a big month, but it turned out not to be because of that big correction. And uh, so I, I guess May is now supposed to be the big alt season. Mm-hmm. So cool. Yeah, I, I think that my my goals of paying off my student debt will be easily attainable. I'm not really concerned about meeting that. So I think that. Like, I think I could cash out right now, and then that plus the savings that I've kind of stashed away uh, for the student loans, I think I could pretty much pay them off already. So at this point, it's just kind of like make sure I don't blow it. And um, all my conservative targets, I think I'm going to go far beyond them. I think it'll be be a good year for me with this stuff. That's cool. Yeah. Um, So I finally, uh, um, you know opened up a investment account for this kind of stuff. Not for, not for that, but like for traditional, whatever stock, stocks. stocks. Yeah. And, um, and uh, yeah, so it's funny because I, you know, I, I try to be pretty careful about this kind of stuff and I read a bunch of books, but not a bunch, but like maybe five or six books about the particular thing that I was interested in trying to do and stuff. And basically just dump some money in and then forget about it for five years or something like that kind of thing. Right. Like, or at least not really forget about it, but like, you know, prune it and, uh, tend to it over a few years and just see what happens kind of thing as like a starting kind of thing. And it's not like a huge amount of money. I mean, it's actually pretty like any real, you know, like trader or investor kind of person would be like, it's not enough to worry about either way. Like you should just Mm -hmm. not, bother but like uh <laughs> um uh you know i i wanted to learn more about how it works and get involved in different ways like you know just try to see how it goes kind of thing and uh um it's funny because i set it all up and everything went fine and then i made a very very basic obvious mistake that i didn't really think about and uh it ended up costing me a bit of money like at the start kind of thing and that was that um I didn't think, I thought like I was kind of looking into what kind of, you know, basic mainstream uh, investments there were and stuff about like, uh, you know, just broad index funds and stuff. And what I did was I bought American funds with Canadian money. And what happened is, is that there's like a 1% or something like that, 2% maybe. I think it ended up being about 1%, but like uh, exchange fee kind of thing so uh if you're you know i mean in when you're talking about uh investments like this you you only expect to make maybe you know a few percent a year maybe as like a is more conservative estimate or something like that kind of thing so if you're nuking your kind of part of your first year returns on that with that kind of fee or whatever it's like i don't know and it wasn't really a big deal but it was just kind of uh i was like it was like my first step into the waters kind of thing. And I was like, oh man, what did I do that for? And it's funny because on paper, I would know all of that, but I just, you know, don't think, you know what I mean? You just make some mistake or you get too excited about something or whatever. So it was a good first kind of thing of being like, oh yeah. And it was because I wanted to look at things that were like very broad investments that weren't like, weren't like Canada specific, right? So I wasn't thinking, oh, I'll just have to buy it on the Canadian exchange and stuff or whatever because they obviously have those types of investments you know just the basically the same thing but like branded for canada kind of stuff so i don't know 
that's a live and learn thing, but we'll see how it goes. I think it'll be fine, especially because it's like a long-term thing for me, um, where I'm just trying to build up this pile and uh, maybe eventually, you know, put it towards a house or something like that. Maybe we'll see, but yeah. So, well, yeah. Good luck, Donald. That's cool. I'm glad you're learning about that stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I feel like you know we often agree so much on stuff on this podcast and everything, but we may this may be like the most distinct difference between us. Like you're learning about okay, what's like a safe index fund in a retirement account, and like you read a bunch of books about it, and meanwhile I'm going into crypto and looking at Twitter accounts with like Pepe frogs with glowing eyes, and stuff <laughs> yeah, like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> learning about stuff that way yeah i mean it, it doesn't it the reason why it doesn't make me anxious with you number one is because you're not doing it as like your main thing kind of thing you know what i mean like it's like you're doing it as like part of it's like it's like an interest of yours but it's not like you're you're not you're not like kool-aided up to the point where, where you're like you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. trying to start your own coin and <laughs> putting like that a, would be fun though we should start <laughs> a campaign coin. yeah and uh you're not like buying a ferrari on like some sort of strange yeah. fintech coin or something <laughs> that like you now owe them 30 percent interest the rest of your life or something yeah so i don't know it's uh yeah that's that's the difference between and also it's not like uh i i you know more and more the 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 sort of imagined difference between this, like one type of investment being very conservative and another being pretty radical or whatever are out there, um, probably doesn't really exist when you can, when you, uh, consider the fact that a lot of these companies in the mainstream are just like bizarre legal shell game. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. like you got to think that yeah. like even companies like Google or like, you know, it's it's stuff that like a lot of like the information sharing or like you know snooping and all that kind of stuff it's stuff that like probably shouldn't even be legal maybe or something you know yeah. like it's like so it's kind of like uh i don't know the, the idea that one is like some big traditional company that it's like yeah i don't know it reminds me of like that wolf of wall street i'm not sure if you saw that but like the yeah they have like, yeah, I like that movie. the fake company that they make they call it like something like i don't know like wiltshire Oh, right. you know Bernstein or something i don't know yeah like yeah. it's it's some really like official sounding like lion's den or something i don't know like you know really like right. uh um i don't know that's what that's what most companies feel like to me now it's just like bizarre i don't know yeah so um so yeah i think that yeah the you don't want to get like snobbish about it, especially when you know i'm talking about like you know i don't have enough money to buy a house or something that's not like it's not it's not like i uh am like a hot shot or something like that so yeah yeah and i'm just talking about like playing around with my stimulus check you know it's not like yeah. i'm throwing like my rent on the line or anything sure. like that so yeah although i yeah. mean yeah if you had done that 10 years ago i mean you probably would be have a fortune <laughs> now so that's true can't like uh can't laugh too much about it yeah yeah, there's some really funny stuff going on in the DeFi space, which is like decentralized finance. That's like the new crypto thing. Uh, you can like borrow money, lend out money on crypto and stuff. And some of these things, like they have what's called like yield farming, where you like, 
I don't fully understand it, but it's like you, you put in your money, you get a token that represents the amount of money you put in, then you take that over to another thing, you put that up as collateral, then you get a, another token back, then you put that onto another thing. And it, basically people are, have just figured out like this weird little scheme where it's just like printing money essentially mm -hmm. and some of these things are like 12,000 25,000 APY mm -hmm. so that's an obvious ponzi scheme i mean this is all ponzi scheme basically but yeah. like that is like <laughs> just wild and it's just a matter i mean people who play that like i guess it's just like you get in and get out and don't get caught up in it you know sure. like that that's going to collapse pretty quick but you know you put in a few thousand or something and see that multiply like every week that's i don't know it's fun yeah. stuff well, I mean, that's one of the funny things about this kind of investment stuff, too, is that from like a more left wing perspective or something is that I always think like, you know, just go down the list of companies and be like, which ones of these should exist in their current form or something like that kind of thing. <laughs> you know, you're yeah. like, should we have uh, Amazon able to do all this kind of abusive labor practice stuff? Or should we have like all these banks just like stealing money from people or whatever and should we have all these health insurers and stuff so it's like uh you kind of have to just i don't know i feel like there's there's to some extent you just have to kind of go with it and be like okay well you know maybe over the next 30 years or so it's not gonna change as much as i maybe i want it to and uh you know just ride the investments as you can kind of thing you know um like free ride on them kind of thing and uh I think that's fine. I don't know. I It's funny because I used to get extremely angry about this kind of stuff in my 20s. Like mm -hmm. being like the even the idea of like having money set aside for the future or something like that. I mean, I was heavily in debt at the time and stuff. But like, uh, you know, or, or stuff like uh, buying a house even. I was like, I'll never want to be a homeowner. And uh, I don't know. I'm like, man, I don't even understand what I was angry about at the time. I <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. It's funny, like one of the hot stocks this year has been Palantir, mm -hmm. and that just kind of blows my mind. It's just funny. It's like, okay, well, I could get involved in crypto. It's like, all right, well, there's like environmental issues sure. and that kind of stuff. It's like, okay, well, what's the other option? Oh, investing in like government surveillance programs and stuff. Hmm, okay. Uh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah feels funny it feels like a big boy stuff that i never really understood it's like oh you don't actually have to understand you don't have to understand to the level that i thought you did mm -hmm. yeah you know the whole thing seems i mean to a, to someone like me who has no interest like less than zero interest in it 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 sounds like uh just varying degrees of the same confidence game you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so like you said you don't have to like people want you to think that you have to know a lot and have the Wiltshire, Berkshire, whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Obviously, I have a really, really, like, uselessly simple version of this in my head. But it all does seem like a confidence game. So if yeah. you can get into it and, like, make it work for you, then why not, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, also, it's it's kind of one of those things where right now people think, like, a lot of people think that the assets of all types are being heavily inflated by the way that the government... It's been trying to like bail out the crisis in different ways. So, yeah. so a lot of people think that like stocks are going to go down a lot over the next year or two, maybe sometime. Some people think that, but like, uh, um, or at least like they're not going to keep performing as crazily well as they have been over the last year. And, uh, I, you know, it's one of those things where you can't really, in my position or something like that, like try to time that, you know, like I can't 
I mean, like, I, like I'm not going to wait a year until stocks go down and then buy them. And then, you know, it's more kind of like you just keep shoveling money into the savings and then eventually right. try to, you know, hope that over five years or whatever, it, it balances out and I still make a fair amount of money. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not like it's going to be that volatile, you know, no, I mean, you know like it a, could be, it could, it could drop like a lot, you know, you never know, but like, uh, you just kind of have to roll with it. So, yeah, sure. Yeah, which is why I've set it up so that like I have I've given myself like, uh, you know, over the next week or so I'm gonna make a few changes. But then, uh, what I'll do is like w- once every three months I'll do like a full review, not like a full review, but like a quick kind of like see where I'm at with everything. And uh, then if I want to add more money into savings, I'll do that. If I don't want to, I won't. And uh, just you know, as if it's like a bonsai tree or something, just like. Mm-hmm. Clip at it every every few months, and then uh, see what's going on, and uh, not worry about it. And I feel like uh, you know, I said this in the Discord, but like, um, I feel like part of that is my knowledge base will grow over time, kind of thing. So uh, right now, it's kind of like just tossing money into a few big funds or something. Maybe eventually, I'll be able to make that a bit more complex or like do a better job of balancing it correctly for my position in life and stuff but like uh you know at this point it's just getting myself into the habit of savings more and doing it the right way and stuff so that you know so that i'm not like uh just wasting it on on whatever so yeah yeah in a year from now we can compare yeah how we did over the course <laughs> yeah. of that year sure and then maybe i can convince you to buy some bitcoin or something yeah this is my why would goal. you be invested in in <laughs> whether someone does that or not just because I want to be able, I don't know. It's just fun to see if I can trick Don into <laughs> buying Bitcoin. <laughs> I don't really care otherwise. Sure. It's just a little game for myself. Oh, yeah. Aren't you a sweetie? <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, I guess before we move on to questions, there was this documentary that you and I watched yesterday, Tabs, that I thought was kind of cool. Oh yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed that. <laughs> I was not expecting to. I was like, oh, my God, I see the National Geographic logo in the corner. I'm like, oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, it was, I was, it was pretty neat. It, it was cool stuff. Obviously, you know, you take it with a grain of salt because their editing is very silly and they, they, their fact checking is not always the greatest. But it was about. Uh, so do you know what LIDAR is? Have you ever heard of that? L-I-D-A-R. No, I'm not sure. It, it's basically the, the light equivalent of radar. So you pulse light at in the form of lasers in, uh, at a given surface. And the way that it reflects back to the sensor um, gives you like a topographic map. Sure. Okay. Um, and for, for most people, the use of that is actually aquatic. Uh, fishermen use it a lot um Mm -hmm. in you know to figure out stuff in the water but one use that's become pretty popular in some areas in is in archaeology because the the yucatan which is the seat of various maya civilizations is totally carpeted with with jungle for the most part and it's very hard unless you have like something that's clearly still a pyramid it's it's hard to know what's going on beneath the canopy of trees. So mm-hmm. places have been using LIDAR to 
to, to you know, just to see what's going on. <laughs> what can they see that uh, will penetrate the, the canopy of the trees and give them an idea of what's actually on the floor there. And it has opened up a crazy amount of of old uh, Maya sites that people just didn't even know were there. And you can see not only larger structures like pyramids and palaces and stuff, but you can see like smaller settlements and homes and roads and all this kind of stuff. And so this this National Geographic program was just about kind of stuff that they've been discovering in the... So the, the, the Yucatan is like the the more northern part of this of the of the maya like area Mm -hmm. yeah and you know a lot like the most impressive sites are in guatemala a little bit further to the south like chichen itza and stuff like that but i think i think that's a maya site no one no one string me up if that's an aztec site i'm sorry but i'm pretty sure it's maya i think it is anywho um yeah it was just about these new places that they've been you know, it's just like changing what the the story is in the archaeology, like consensus, I guess, <laughs> of mm-hmm. of these places. And it was just really cool. Like they figured out how. Like one thing that's really difficult about that area is, uh, in a lot of places, there are no above ground rivers or lakes or creeks or anything. So you would be you would rightly ask, how does anyone live there? Especially, you know, a thousand years ago you know Mm -hmm. how 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 do you how how do you survive when you don't have a source of water and they're you know the they they made extensive use of rainwater and Mm. uh, collecting and storing rainwater so finding like these cisterns that they that they built underground and stuff like that um and there was like months long periods where they wouldn't actually get rain that's right So it wasn't it wasn't even just like our only source of water is rainwater so we have to be careful with it you had to collect it. it. It's it reminded me of like how like people in like northern Europe or you know cold climates like that would have to prepare for winters and stuff, you know, and grow all your food in one grow season. Grow all your feed, store your food because you're not going to be able to get any over the winter. Yeah. So it's just kind of interesting. Like you look at the the footage and it's just these lush environments. It's all green and forested and everything, but there's actually you know water is such a scarce resource. Like it all kind of comes mm. down to that. So it's just yeah, kind of cool. That's interesting. To think yeah. about. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's it's it changes, you know, just like the story that archaeologists have built up through through the findings that that already were known, and it's like, oh well, th- this area was considered like a backwater, but that's just because we didn't know anything about what was going on there. It doesn't mean that there was actually evidence of being a backwater, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, there was a a really cool thing where um. Like, I think a lot of the, the classical Maya period, I think, was in, like, uh, I might be wrong, but maybe, like, 700, 800 AD. But there was a, a cave where they found cave paintings, and their their estimate of when it was from was um, 100 BC. And I, that was actually my favorite part of it, because a lot of this stuff I had kind of known already, but I have never seen cave paintings in that style it was awesome. I like I just didn't even know that existed. It's because like most of the Maya art that I've seen is like 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 religious art or like um you know courtly art, very mm-hmm. like like huge 
texts and like buildings on the edifices, you know, like the surfaces of, of buildings and stuff. But this was a style that I had never seen before. And that was very exciting. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah. So it was a fun watch. I, 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 I liked it even, even with the, the melodramatic, you know, narration. <laughs> yeah. Was that on YouTube or where, where you watched that? Yeah. I watched it on YouTube. I, I, Someone linked it somewhere. That's why I had it on my two watch list. So whoever did that, wherever they did that, I have no idea. It was probably in some Discord somewhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. So whoever did that, thank you. Shout out to you. Um, yeah, it was it was cool. I don't know. I, I'll have to see if they have uh, other, like if National Geographic has other ones on, on YouTube because it was the full program, you know, like 45 minutes long or whatever. That's cool. Yeah, yeah it, was, it, it was cool. There was a one part where they started talking about like uh, how this one place, like they changed their political ideology to this Aztec cult. Like no, it no, like a, it, it was Quetzalcoatl they were talking about. Right. Yeah. So that's like this religious thing that like kind of took them by storm or whatever in the the leadership of that area i guess kind of adopted that belief system and stuff it was pretty funny i don't know you made a joke that cracked me up like uh they were saying like they kind of it was like before commercial break you know so they were like but recent findings uh unveiled some disturbing truths about political transformation that was occurring in this area and then tab said like they found a statue of an orange king and i just (laughs) yeah yeah he That's like good. it was such a throwaway <laughs> and then and then like five <laughs> minutes later he paused it and he was like i'm still thinking about that joke <laughs> <laughs> it got me pretty good, pretty good. Um, and they were they were like talking about it and like the initiations or like were pretty pretty brutal like the, the people had to do like the self-mortification stuff and they were saying like so i guess the cult is all based around like this feathered snake which i guess is like gets a coaddle and uh part of the initiation is like having your penis pierced and i was just thinking like huh, what idiots they're piercing their penis for a religion and i was like wait hold on hold on never never that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's funny when they say when they say cult it's it's not really it's a different usage of the word cult they're they're kind of like the cult of like there were cults of um various deities in like roman society too it would just mm-hmm. be like a, like one faction like we're really devoted to this guy or this guy um, fandoms basically huh fandoms basically. <laughs> i suppose so but fandoms that have political power you know yeah um so yeah they're not talking about like like um you know like a group of people scientologists or something <laughs> yeah exactly yeah no it's a, it, it it's the same in catholicism yeah like a cult yeah of someone yeah so, right exactly yeah. it's that usage yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. cool um i haven't yeah. really i mean so yesterday i watched uh, most of the first mission impossible movie so that's my intellectual <laughs> level right now <laughs> i don't even remember much seeing of the first that. one I remember the second one much more than the first one because, like, Limp Biscuit did the song for the second one, and that was pretty mm-hmm. sweet. Yeah. And then they had, like, the opening scene where they had, like, the masks. They were, like, on a plane, and then they took these masks off, and I was just like, what? How do they do that? 
<laughs> I just remember like there and then there was like a shootout where they were all on motorcycles. They were like trying to yeah. shoot at each other on motorcycles and stuff. I don't Oh wait, the first one he like uh busts through the ceiling, right? And he's like yeah. hanging. That's the one. Yeah, that's the yeah. only thing. I have I don't think I've ever seen any of these. Oh, so really? that's I only remember yeah. like the stuff that became popular. Like people would make jokes about it in pop culture. Yeah, that's, that's my how only... I that's how I remembered it because I think like Austin Powers they did a joke about that or something. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. That, or Ace Ventura or something. Yeah, all of the spy action movies are my favorite type of movie. I think I don't know mm. like any of them like Mission Impossible, Born series, uh, um, James Bond, the Daniel Craig ones, and all that kind of stuff. I don't know. Uh, it actually, I, since I like uh, them too, yeah, yeah, since the lockdown. That's the only type of movie I've watched, basically. <laughs> like, uh, it's. It, I mean, I got maybe a few other ones here and there, but uh, if you look at my like letterbox from like March last year or something, it's all stuff like, uh, you know, uh, Casino Royale and all this like other stuff. Like, just huh. you know, I wa- I rewatched all the Bourne movies, um, and uh, yeah, stuff like that. So, uh, I don't know. I really liked them. I don't know. So it's it's funny because it's like. Uh, it's just, it, it's so dumb. But I always, I always feel like those movies get closer to like what politics is in their goofy way <laughs> than like anything else. Like if you watch like CNN, it's like, uh, it's all people like jockeying for position about like the dumbest stuff imaginable. But like uh, if you watch like uh, the Born Identity, it's like creepy people doing science experiments on each other and like, you know billions of dollars being transferred between corrupt companies and all this kind of stuff you know mm. like it's uh it seems a lot closer to uh you can't win vision of society than, <laughs> <laughs> than like, uh, i don't know yeah i like those types of movies too i also like heist sure. action movies yeah and i think it's all like the planning of some big operation some big scheme you know and putting together the team and figuring out how you're going to do everything and then it all culminates in the end they either pull it off or they don't yeah it's a a good way to plot out a movie the other day i was thinking of like oceans 11 and uh i was listening to the song oh um it's the elvis song that they use in it uh oh yeah a little less conversation um Mm. they use that song in the in the movie and uh I, I was thinking, I, I was listening to the song basically on repeat on my phone <laughs> and just imagining different stupid scenarios of them stealing stuff kind of thing, like, but like from the future, like, uh, like, you know, like we're going to steal an NFT and they're like, how are you going to steal an <laughs> NFT or something like that? And then all that kind of stuff, just like, you know, and, uh, I think like notionally it was supposed to be like, I'm going to tweet about this and I kind of didn't in, a, in an indirect way. <laughs> But like I was just smiling there, just listening to. How would you explain that to anyone if you're just sitting there, like smiling, listening to a little less conversation on repeat, being like, <laughs> "Oh no, I'm thinking of funny things that like Bernie Mac could say or something." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, good times. All right, so let's jump into some questions here. Someone says, try eating a raisin and banana sandwich. It's surprisingly yummy. Bananas must be dreadfully ripe. Dreadfully ripe. <laughs> are they Are they British, maybe? Yeah, yeah, British. <laughs> it's a brilliant sandwich. Sounds good. I don't know. 
I imagine, I'm imagining the flavors in my mind and rotating them, you know, like a cube or whatever. And <laughs> <laughs> Banana? Yeah. Raisin. <laughs> Banana? <laughs> raisin. That- um, yeah, I've been having raisins in uh, my muesli for Sahur, and uh, it, it's been nice. I'm not like a big raisin lover or anything but like uh whenever i have like a little spoonful that has a raisin in it i'm like oh that's nice there's a little <laughs> raisin in there yeah i put raisins mm-hmm. in my overnight oats and they get a little bit plump and hydrated and they they taste nice but like i i, I hate raisins in like cookies i, I never want them in there but, yeah 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 but so I, I don't really like them in sweets other than that but i guess i guess in the breakfast realm they're okay <laughs> yeah and i realize i've been putting banana in my muesli too so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. basically um, i've been doing bana- raisin and banana sandwiches so. <laughs> um i i try to i've been trying to do like where if i don't feel like i can make like a whole meal or something like that i try to like have stuff around now that um i'll be able to snack on while i'm reading or something like that you know like just as like uh you know just as like a substitute meal or something kind of thing and uh, so i i've been going through a lot of like raisins and uh, like cashews and stuff like that kind of thing mm, and i love uh, cashews yeah so i have to think of more things like that though i don't know i was also doing like eating like corn tortillas and stuff i don't know stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i have to i don't know whenever i go to the store it's funny because uh I always get like very strange things for myself kind of thing like that. And kind I of think I'm like, oh, I need to get my cashews and my raisins and my uh, um, tortillas, tor- small tortillas and my uh, pepperoni and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, when you say when you say pepperoni, is it like um, uh, trailer park boys, like the big like logs of pepperoni? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, that's not even a product here. That was oh, a, really? that was a. That was a cultural discovery for me when I saw them talking about that on on Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> yeah, and and it's funny because Walmart doesn't actually eat, carry them. Mm. Uh, like that's, I mean, there's only like a few grocery stores really in our area, and like uh, mm-hmm. um, Walmart doesn't carry the big sticks. So if we go to like one of the Canadian branded stores, kind of maybe more, you know, like uh, um, like one of the other grocery stores that's got like Canadian suppliers, you know, like in terms of in terms yeah. of like their product brands are more. Um, anyways, that's where I have to go to get those kind of things or like, ah. uh, or to get like, uh, stuff like, um, cheese curds. I don't know. Oh yeah. So mm-hmm. the, cheese curds at gas stations is a thing in Wisconsin for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. So that's like a convenience store food, um, at least in Wisconsin, but those big pepperoni sticks, I was like, wow. When I saw them munching on those, I was like, man, those are big. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, are they basically like Slim Jims? Yeah, but, but fat gyms. Fat gyms. Well, I mean, <laughs> thick gyms. I, I mean, no, I, I, I cut it up into pieces. I mean, you're not really supposed to even eat it like that, I don't think. But like, uh, you know, you're supposed to more so put it on pizza. But like, uh, you know, I'm. But if they're selling that volume of it, I don't think that's what they're doing with most of it, right? <laughs> no, you, yeah, it, it really you do, yeah. I think it, I think it is supposed to be for pizza, but like Walmart only sells it pre-cut up, and uh, okay, you know, I mean they sell like other sausages and stuff, but like I just it's not the same as getting like a big Schneider's yeah. or whatever, like uh, <laughs> um, 
and they're they're expensive too. They're they're oh pretty, really? Yeah. Well, I mean, like you got to think you're buying like you know, yeah a pound of meat or something like it's that a lot of meat. Of. Yeah. So um, and it's like a special kind of sausage, or whatever. But like uh, um, no, no, no. Like a a big one of those will cost maybe like I'm guessing thirteen dollars Canadian or something like that. Kind oh, of thing damn. Or like that. Okay. So, and, so what's that uh, like 10, 10 American or something? Yeah, maybe a bit less. And uh um yeah, actually just yeah, ten American, yeah. But like uh um something like that. I don't know. They're pretty maybe more even, but like uh and it's also one of those things where they're very much like, you know, laws of retail kind of stuff where like if you buy the two hundred and fifty gram one, it's like eighty percent of the price or something, or seventy percent of the price. Like it's like, you know, if you buy it like something that's half the size, you get way less so i always get the yeah giant ones and then oh yeah you got yeah. it yeah it's amazing that like i don't have more stomach problems than i do i do have stomach problems but like <laughs> <laughs> I, I always imagine like I, I would like go to uh sometimes i would go to montreal and uh for like a few days or something and when i would go there sometimes i would get like anxious about like going into restaurants or something like that kind of thing so i would just go into a grocery store and grab a few things but i would go to my like go to kind of foods you know so i would get like cheese curds pepperoni corn tortillas or something and then i would get like sick and i'd be like oh why why did i get sick or something like that yeah <laughs> i don't know because i'm eating like a pound of pepperoni for dinner or something so <laughs> yeah. okay so somebody here sent us in a music related joke so i thought tabs might appreciate this Uh-oh. it says Question, what did the tuba player say to the viola player? Answer, your shit, but onom- onomatopoeically. Um, I don't get that one. Yeah, I don't get that one either. Hmm. Then they also sent in, like, what did the cellist say to the viola player? Your shit. What did the vi- violinist <laughs> say to the viola player? Your shit. <laughs> okay. Oh, so it's... Now you get it? <laughs> no, it's just a series. It's, okay. Yeah, I don't think any of them make sense. <laughs> there were all always right. tons of, like, I just remember all those jokes from when I was uh, a, a band kid, because they, they would always be like, what's the difference between setting a clarinet on fire and setting a bassoon on fire? And it would be like... Oh, this is sorry. That was a terrible one because the answer was like the bassoon burns longer. <laughs> so okay, that didn't really make sense. But they would all be stuff like um, the one because I was a drummer. So the one I remember is what did the drummer get on his IQ test? And the answer was drool. Um, but they all of them were like stuff about destroying instruments and making the the people who play them cry that was like the 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 big theme of all of these jokes Mm -hmm. i don't i don't really get and like band directors would like you know there would be like chain emails and stuff like that i don't know it was very silly but the your shit i don't really get that sorry (laughs) yeah i don't know um all right so let's just move on to the next one it says you guys are always attacking astrology but how did the wise men find jesus again oh that's right following a star that's astronomy (laughs) oh that's a fair point i was gonna be like he makes a good point no no he doesn't bad point (laughs) i don't know i think that was probably a woman to be honest oh good point (laughs) (laughs) 
true that Tom is having a hard time understanding Adam Curtis's new documentary? I can help simplify it for him. It's a whole documentary about how Tom is gay. Oh, okay. Thank you. Makes sense now. You said you wanted to bring that up, didn't you? Or something you, you were going to mention it or something? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll just talk about it on the episode we do about it. Okay. Okay, so... Here's another comment. Fuck you guys. Now that you had Felix on the pod, the fucking FBI will probably look for who you who asks you those damn questions. Yeah, thanks. As if I needed to be part of any more watch lists. <laughs> yeah. Well, don't worry, folks. Uh, you're sending your questions directly to a CIA agent, and I'm not sharing any information with those queers, those FBI queers. Yeah. So don't you worry. Yeah, we can get you out of things, too. If uh, you provide us with enough information, so yeah. yeah, those guys have no idea what they're doing over there, bunch of chumps. Uh, Tom, if you don't put a ring on the finger of that nice woman who puts up with your nonsense, I'm gonna put a boot straight up your butt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's very nice. We I... are we we are working on it. We kind of got uh, we were we were in the process of of you know figuring out rings and all that and then uh, this whole moving situation cropped up so that kind of uh put that on pause for a minute but i guess once we're once we're done with that that's the next thing on the priority list and a bike for me those are my priorities <laughs> yeah you can see how important the marriage is to me <laughs> i mean <laughs> i mostly want to get it out of the way at this point because we are functionally and common law married i just want to like have it be official <laughs> yeah mm-hmm that's yeah that's one of the things that's weird about it it's like i almost don't feel like it would be any significant change i think it would feel like a like a relief like oh that's done that's good yeah yeah um but yeah i did suggest when we were falling asleep yesterday that we finally go to like a I, i just want like a secondhand thing like a really like just a really really simple ring so i was thinking of going to a consignment shop and like one that has jewelry and stuff like that and just being like hey what do you got (laughs) and can we have two of them do we have something that matches (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. um and i did run that by tom as we were falling asleep yesterday and he yeah i approve i just want something simple to keep the whores at bay basically you know it's a problem off my back it's a problem so if we have that symbol (laughs) there it's probably going to be a bit easier you know, it will attract a different clientele, though. But, um, but, but that's okay. I can, I can take them. <laughs> uh, okay, another one. I guess these are all comments this week. Uh, this says, <laughs> "You white people are always crying about how the UN and Greta wants you to eat bugs and shit." But I know pretty well that you fucks eat and drink a bunch of stuff well after it is infested by your disgusting house ants. Sigh. Perhaps the elders were right, and indeed the white race should be wiped out from the globe. Mm-hmm. So, thanks for the comment, Gerald. We appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's always yeah. nice to hear from our afflicted listeners. <laughs> yeah. Um... My food, clothing, electronics, and electricity pump world-destroying poison gas into the sky, enslaving and tormenting my fellow living creatures. Am I to spend this finite blessing of life toiling, sustaining, and worsening this situation? What on earth am I to do? What on earth would God have me do? Alternatively, what are some of your guys' favorite snacks? Hmm. 
I agree. I, I wrestle with that every day. But Yep. Those are the cards we were dealt, people. Yeah. No point crying about it. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you're allowed to be upset and be sad, but the the way I think about it is just like like you just said, like there's a reason, right? Like wherever we were put and whenever we were put, that's our lot. So just because things are terrible doesn't mean you can't focus on enhancing yourself spiritually, trying to be better to people. Uh, the more terrible stuff is going on, the more opportunities you have to be helpful. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's uh, true. And to learn and to like understand what good is, what evil is. Imagine if we were put in a place where like the worst thing is that like on Thursdays they run out of ice cream or something, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and everyone's just like, "Oh, what a cruel fate that we were put in this world <laughs> where Thursdays there's no ice cream. How, yeah. Why would God do this to us? Yeah. Like we have no perspective. We it could be much worse. It could be much better. Right. But this is what it is. So sure. yeah. let's let's just try to make the best of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah." Favorite snacks? Uh, I, I I guess I like chips. I, I've I've turned into a big kettle chip guy. Oh, Jalapeno man. kettle chips, I guess, would be my thing. Is that my fault for making you into a chip guy, or was that just kind of a incidental? I think thing? Chicago has some kind of curse living <laughs> underneath the ground <laughs> that just turns you into a fat boy. As <laughs> that's very true. That's that's true. Yeah, Burroughs used to, like William Burroughs, he used to talk about how America is like cursed land and it's not just like that white people came and like brought evil, like that it's been cursed for thousands of years and all this kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, I think that there's something to that. Turn us all into big fatties, Mm -hmm. eight pounds of cheese on everything. Yeah. Not in this house. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I guess not. Um. Yeah, I guess for snacks for me it would be like tortilla chips and guacamole or something. Mm. That, That's good really? stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't really eat healthy anyway, so everything I eat is basically a snack of some kind. Like if I go out, I get like chicken fingers or something like that. It's not like I don't know. So I'm just a snack guy, I guess in general. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, it's definitely chips for me. Any, uh, chips and, and of late apples. A couple months ago, I got mm-hmm. really, really into apples and I never even liked them that much before. They were fine, but suddenly I was like, wow, these taste like flowers. I just couldn't get <laughs> enough of them. They're um, crunchy and juicy. I mean, yeah, that's... that's, that's the other thing. I was trying to not eat half a bag of chips a sitting anymore. So, mm-hmm. uh, I like it's. Sometimes it's just you want something crunchy. So I, I was like, and, and then other things that I like that are crunchy are like pickles, but pickles are also extremely salty. So that's not also a great thing to be, you know, you, you can't really eat like five pickles or at least you shouldn't. <laughs> mm-hmm, right. So uh, apples it is. I got really into apples. Mm-hmm. I great. tried to get off the chips and move to like uh, pistachios like salted pistachios you mm-hmm. know it, mm-hmm. it's not the same it just yeah it, it's not they're good they're also really good but it's not it doesn't scratch the same itch yeah they're salty the same way chips are so i thought that might be that might work but it, it really doesn't work like it's more about the texture of like the crunching on something mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. 
Uh, just got my second COVID shot, and I have to say, suck it, you anti-vax bitches. I'm going to the bar to do haram shit, and there's no amount of whining you can do to stop me. God bless God Emperor Biden. Quarantine is ending, baby. Let's go. I don't know. Well, it's funny because uh, I think both of us, uh, like all of us have said we're getting it. You guys have already gotten one, and uh, I'm getting it eventually, so I don't know. Uh, we're yeah. not even that against it. We're just like... It's just a weird debate. I don't know. So, yeah. I don't know. Is it it's it seems like people are almost desperate for for there to be a pro and an anti stance instead yeah. of yeah. any anything in the middle. Like cuz I'm not anti-vax. Um, but I get the uh, I I don't post about it a lot. I think I've posted about it maybe 3 times. But each time there are people who get mad at me for it, who like never yeah. even talk to me about anything else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I'm not even like the thing that you said to me was not even a response to what I said. It was sure. what you imagined I said. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it's a very strange like, you know, I don't think it's a bad thing to to um to look for skullduggery where it exists and you know these companies practice skullduggery <laughs> yeah and i and i don't think it's a bad thing to um hold uh scientific institutions to very high standards in their testing like i and and i don't think that you would disagree with that like the people who get mad at me i don't think you would disagree with either of those things so why are you getting mad at me <laughs> yeah yeah well i don't know i don't know I feel like everyone's always angry online all the time. Or like <laughs> That's everything. also true. So it's not even like, <laughs> if, like if you ask them directly about it, prob they'd probably be like, what? What do you mean I was angry? I wasn't angry. I was just always angry or something. You know, like it's like a, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. For me, it's like one of those things where I don't even know if it's going to end the pandemic uh, over the next year or two. Worldwide, I mean, uh, mm -hmm. to the degree that it, it it really does have this sense that like people have now that it's like, Oh, it's going to be over soon. Yeah. And uh, I would really hope for that to happen, but I feel like, uh, I mean, there's, there's no evidence to me that like, it's, it's that the, you know, I, I you know, it just might end up being one of those things where it's like a bit more of a low rumble or something in, in our part of the world. And then still really bad in a lot of the rest of the world or something like that. You know, uh, I don't know. We'll see, we'll see how it goes, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I I get why people want it to be over as soon as possible, but well, sure. Um, but wishing something doesn't change any of the facts on the ground. That's what I don't understand about. But uh, yeah, about those yeah, those and quitters positions. never win. So mm -hmm. I think I think it's one of those things where everything has like a valence now online, where uh, if you take a certain position, uh, it, any sort of direction of a position is uh, quickly mm. siloed into that's thing enough it, does, it doesn't it doesn't even have to be it just it's like you know the kind of person that criticizes vaccines or something like that uh, in any sort of way is some sort of psycho so you're yeah if you yeah if you're critical of the vaccines you like trump and if you like trump you're yeah. a nazi and it may be true yeah. that i am all of those three things but that's not necessary <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. sure yeah i know I, my thing was always not that like i was against the vaccine it was just like i didn't really care about it i wasn't really too bothered to go and get it necessarily but 
it came up. It was free. It was no big deal. So I got it. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't expect it to be really to solve the situation necessarily. If it does, that would be nice. But I don't I don't see a reason to honestly believe that, you know, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you I, have to wait and see. The, the reason that we got it is because my workplace has been talking about um, bringing back, you know, bringing back office work. So um, I wanted to be prepared, uh, you know. Like I said, I I don't think it offers that much protection, but obviously any protection is better than none. So if I had to go back into an office, I would rather be vaccinated than not. Um, And if I'm going into an office, then I'm bringing home all of those people who I came into contact with at the office and exposing Tom to them um, through me. So so then he should be vaccinated, too. Um, yeah, but I don't even know if they're actually going to make me go back in the office. So, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, who knows? They don't really have a a, a set timetable right now. They are, um, they're having um, senior leadership go into the office uh, like a couple times a week, um, and I think that's kind of like their pilot to see can we do this? Like, like do the logistics work? Are people still safe? Like, are we going to get anyone sick? So, those 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 people. You know, uh, they're the guinea pigs, I guess, for the for this scenario, and uh, and then they'll probably see if if they can start bringing more people in after that. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, so that's why we got the got the poke. But um, I this was one of my maladies, <laughs> my my, my <laughs> list yeah, of yeah. maladies. But uh, a few days ago, I developed what felt like what feels like a lump inside my neck mm-hmm. and um it's not like on the skin and it's not like a sore throat it's not like in my esophagus or trachea um but it feels like it's like like on the right side but inside my neck and it is very uncomfortable and it's painful and it makes certain positions like turning my head to the left hurts um, because it like puts it on more more pressure and stuff like that and I was like, what the hell is this? Like, is my thyroid exploding? Like, what, you know, what, what is yeah, this? Yeah. And what I think it is, is a very swollen lymph node um, mm-hmm. from the vaccine, which we got a couple of weeks ago. And only now, because like my other lymph nodes, the ones that, you know, there's like the two that are kind of like just at the top of your neck, like beneath your chin. there's there's a couple there that are very easily palpable and those are the ones that like if i'm getting if i feel like i'm getting sick i might palpate them and be like oh are they swollen like you know is something kind of amiss here is my body reacting to something and they are a little bit swollen and then the big lump inside my neck i think is a swollen lymph node so it's weird like my body took a long time to react to it like it took two weeks but um, that's the only explanation that I have come up with for what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and I, I, I also felt the ones in my, um, in one of my armpits, they kind of swelled up a few days before that, just a little bit. So yeah, <laughs> it's scary. Like what the heck is happening in my, you know, what's going on with my immune system. I really hope that that means that, uh, my body will be prepared for the second dose. I'm not looking forward to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I took the day off of work for after the second dose because I feel like I'm going to just be incapacitated. So, mm-hmm. 
We'll see. Hey, Donald, are are your parents uh, in line to get vaccinated anytime soon? Because I know Canada has been having supply issues. Yeah, so it's a very strange like situation where they've decided to give everyone one dose first. Right. And then like months later, like my dad got his a few weeks ago. Okay. Uh, his first Pfizer shot. And he's okay. gonna, he's going to get the second one in August. Um because yeah. of how the supply things. Maybe maybe they'll move it up, but like uh right now But that's, that's the plan. The, so, um uh my mom hasn't been able to set it up yet because there's no central website really. There is like a, uh. a provincial one, but like uh it's not really it's not it's not comprehensive. So there's also like pharmacies that are giving it out and you can sign up for sure. individual yeah. pharmacies and stuff and so it's not really well set up and uh the supply issues have been very confusing so it's and but we're expecting over may for millions of more vaccines to come in mm. kind of like a predictable way they think so they're going to let people over the course of may like over the next few weeks they're going to let people sign up ahead of time so like i think may 10th i'll be able to sign up because uh that will be my age range, but that will probably be for later in May or June or something like that to get my first shot. I see. So okay, and uh, so yeah, so my mom uh, hasn't even really. She's not too worried about it right now, but just because it's kind of those one of those things where I don't know. There's not much she can do really, anyways, right now. So it's like like in order get, to get it. Well, both ways, really, is that, like, mm. she's just at home with me and stuff. It's, like, there's not, yeah. like, uh, she doesn't have, like, a lot. She doesn't go out a lot for, you know, right. anything important really, other than the groceries right. or something. So, yep, she's exactly. not too worried. That's, that's why so, I wasn't planning on yeah. getting it either because I'm, I'm so. just not at high risk. I don't I don't expose myself to people, yeah. like, hardly at all. So, yeah, I understand that. Oh, I expect she'll get it in the next few weeks, and then I expect I'll probably get it in early June or something. Mm-hmm. Um, the first shot. And I mean, the good thing about that is that it's just, uh, it looks like it probably prevents like severe illness or something, even just one shot. Mm-hmm. So, so, uh, you know, if you get it, you could still give it to other people or something, or you could still, uh, maybe get sick or something like that, but it's, it's pretty good for, uh, you know, stopping the transmission. So what they're doing is putting most of the shots right now, like a majority of them into, uh, areas they call hot spots so it's like uh, you know really places where because right now the, the crisis is as worst as it's ever been in Ontario right now yeah um and uh so that's that's been difficult because it's like uh you know I think something like about 30 people are dying a day which is a lot for wow uh the area and it's not it's not great and it's it's also being it's frustrating because everyone is angry at the same time at the government mm-hmm. um because all the small businesses are angry because everything's shut down. Yeah. And uh, it, it it feels like almost like a boiling point thing. I feel like we're kind of lucky that it's not like August or July or something because yeah. if, ever, if it was hot too, you would probably, and it, it was going through these lockdowns and stuff. I think people would just be freaking out. So there's a lot yeah. more, there's a lot more stuff where like you'll see on the news, like just parks in Toronto just filled with people protesting uh against the lockdowns and stuff just and uh really really angry about it and because you gotta think that like all the restaurants are just screwed in different ways and a lot of like 
lot of like the weird small businesses that are filled with like a lot of gaps in the economy in different ways are being screwed in just you know they're, they're mostly shut down and they can't do much and uh um and then you've got the other side of it obviously is like uh it, i mean this is kind of a funny thing i got really angry about this the other day is that like they uh ontario didn't have any like mandate for like paid sick days for like most employees like i mean like you know if you're in like a corporate job or like you work for the government or something you probably get a lot of good sick days or something like that kind of thing but if you're like uh you know, at just some random small business or something like that. There's no real mandate for that. So yeah. the government was being pressured to say, like, at the very least, like, you know, you need to be able to, if you uh, get COVID or something like that, you need to know that you're going to have, or, you know, I mean, uh, there's a lot of, like, gray area things. Um, there there are programs in place for, like, certain kind of things, like getting COVID stuff. But, like, there's a lot of gray area things where, like, people are going to work even though they're sick. That's the yeah. That's one of the main reasons why these things are still be driving forward. Like why there's still all these case things and stuff. Um, Cause their, their breakouts are at places like Amazon plants and stuff. And yeah. Like so, yeah. Um, and uh, so the, what they did eventually is they, they came up with this program where you would get three paid sick days and the taxpayers would fund it instead of the employers and stuff. And people are going like, it's a thing where you, if you get like a test or something like that, you don't even know if you're going to get the yeah. results back in those the three days or whatever. And yeah. you don't even know, you know, it's just, uh, it's very yeah. bizarre. Like it's a, it's a sickness where you're supposed to isolate for 10 days and stuff. And like, at least. Yeah. So it's like, uh, and yeah, I, it, yeah. I was just going to say, it seems like it's all filled with half measures like that, where, yeah. you know, it's a gesture toward the right thing, but it's not functionally going to help anyone. Like the yeah. getting getting one dose months away from getting another dose is not, you're not going to get fully immunized after that. That's just two partial immunizations, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it's like, I, I get why they're doing it, because what else can they do? But sure. yeah, damn, you know? Yeah. It just... And it's funny because uh, the it looks like I mean I don't know the I'm not like a insider on any of these things, but it looks like that Canada might have a federal election this summer. Mm. Um, once once the caseloads drop a lot, they they expect <laughs> you know because of this stuff right because once you know they expect that once we're into deeper into the summer you're gonna get through or maybe even the fall or something like that you know you're gonna have this rebound happen right where the things will be easier to get to in terms of like, even if it's not like, even if it's not fully not locked down, it will be partially not locked down kind of thing. So that like the businesses will be able to reopen a bit more and stuff. So uh, the liberals expect that they're, you know, they're going to pull the trigger and call an election probably because they bet that people are going to think, well, they did an okay job. And uh, that's going to be a weird thing to see because, I mean, so far it looks like that's what's happened is that if you call an election right now, you probably get back in power kind of thing Um, Mm. because people go with the, it's like, you know, during a crisis or something, you go with the people that you know and stuff. So um, that's going to be a weird thing. Like after all of this terrible stuff, like next year in Ontario, there's an election. I think it's next May or something, maybe. Yeah. and uh, that's going to be, or maybe October, and that's going to be really uh, annoying for me because Doug Ford is up for re-election again, 
and uh, he he has just screwed up so many things. And uh, but right now in the polls, he's doing pretty well. Like it's not like uh, really. Well, it's funny because uh, you know I would call it like boss logic or something like that. Like where people think that like you know it's like if the small businesses are angry about the lockdown uh, and stuff like that. Uh, they're still going to vote conservative at the end of the day. Like, you know, because the NDP is saying we should lock down more and stuff, right? Or whatever. Like all the different, like if they're if they're focused on pocketbook issues in a conservative way, they're going to vote for conservatives. They just will. Or they'll vote for maybe some far right party or something like that that might mm. spring up. But like, you know, I don't know. It's, it's very frustrating because the, the opposition in Ontario is very bad too. So like they just... Uh, you know, it's just it's just so annoying that like there's if he was like at like 10 percent in the polls and like it was very, very clear that he was going to lose the next election to like a strong left wing party or something like that, I would feel a lot better about the situation. But at this point, like yeah. I wouldn't even probably give money to the NDP because they're just so annoying. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. All right. Um, so. Let's wrap up this episode with this comment here. Uh, This person said, Hi guys, this month I've decided to regulate my more problematic habits. I've cut out alcohol and weed for the month, and I'm severely cutting back on my caffeine consumption. Can I get some prayers for me this month? It's really affecting my mood and disposition, especially the caffeine thing. Aw, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so this goes out to all the listeners, too. If you can get some prayers going for this guy, may God grant you healing and ease, my friend. And uh, I'm I'm really happy to hear that you're doing that. That's all Yeah, great that's stuff. great. That's wonderful for you. And I hope you get through the, the tough part and come out on the other side smiling. It'll be a lot better for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I'm at a position now where I'm over the caffeine stuff. Like, I don't even really crave it at all or anything. Um, nice. and I've gotten to the point now where I'll have, I'll have it once in a while now. Um, uh, it just is like a thing. Like if I'm out at like, uh, if I'm picking up food or something like that, I might grab, uh, Coke cereal or something like that with it and just have that one. And then I don't have any craving afterwards to like, you know, just Continue. go get like a case of it or something like that and just yeah. pound it or whatever. That's so, good. Yeah. So that's good. Um, I mean, it's like a small problem, but, you know, it, those things add up, I think, you know. Like, uh, I've yeah, also, sure. you know, I've been going for walks uh, every few days kind of thing. Or I've been trying to go every day or twice a day, but, like, I've been getting a lot of bad headaches and stuff. So, it just, like, uh, it it hasn't worked out. But, like, you know, uh, I don't know. I feel good about that kind of stuff, just plugging along. Nice. Well done. Yeah, definitely not a bad thing to be doing regular mm-hmm. walks. Yeah, yeah, I I quit caffeine for Ramadan as I've mentioned before, and uh, I whenever I see someone like drinking coffee or something, I I really miss the just the taste of coffee. I, I really love it, so mm-hmm. I look forward to having that first cup. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Once Ramadan <laughs> is over, yeah, I kind of miss tea because that was mm-hmm. like my. I, I don't drink it for caffeine, but um, I have been avoiding it now because I don't want to drink caffeine at like 10 at night, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I've just been without my, my daily uh, carafe of, of hot tea. So mm-hmm. that'll be nice to, to have back. But 
There's always herbal tea, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah, like that. Um, we've been watching this kind of like it's a YouTube channel, and it, uh, there's a lot of different things like this where it's like a country living co- sort of thing where they like cook a meal out in the country and show their dogs running around in the, the <laughs> landscape and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so this is like in Azerbaijan, I think. Uh-huh. And this it's like this older couple, and they always make like a thing of tea, and it's always some something different, some kind of herbal thing. Or whatever, and that that looks nice. I don't know. We could get into that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they actually have the exact same teapot that I had at work um, when I when I worked in an office. <laughs> mm-hmm. I recognized it. I was like, "Hey, that's the same one I have." Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, thanks for coming on. It was great catching up a bit. And uh, thanks for having me. Yeah. Always nice. Always a pleasure. Yeah, so if you guys enjoyed this episode and you'd like a second episode of You Can't Win Every Week, you can subscribe to our Patreon and you'll get that as well as access to our Discord where you can chat with us in our lovely community. And if you want to send us anonymous questions, you can do so by going to our Twitter account at You Can't Win Pod and you'll find a link to the Curious Cat pin there. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you next week.